Welcome to Odd Drummer Gaming, the podcast about stuff. My name is Edmund. I believe this is the 46th episode of this podcast. And in this episode, I will be talking about Doom, the 2005 movie based on the video game Doom. But I'll get to that at the end of the episode. And I'm hoping this won't be too short of an episode, but I don't have any movie beat at all. I haven't seen any movies. I'm working on Jerry Maguire. I'm watching it with my wife. And we've... It's like... Between the two of us, one of us gets sleepy. And I don't blame... The, I don't blame... I do not blame the movie. It's just our schedules are kind of messed up. So either I get sleepy or she needs to sleep. So we watched it in three, I think, three chunks so far, and we haven't finished it. Hopefully we'll finish the last chunk next time, but I haven't finished it, so I can't talk about it. I watched Doom earlier today, and that's the only movie I've seen. So I'm going to try to pad this episode with some news things. Um, I can talk briefly about the choral concert, the Distant Worlds Choral Final Fantasy 35th Anniversary Concert that my wife and I went to at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles, California. I did make a video of it, so I'm that's going to go up um, on the YouTubes at youtube.com slash gaming next week. Um, but just to sum it up, we had a great time. I I love seeing the music. I love hearing the oh god. I love hearing the music. Never gets old for me. Um I just love it. It 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 pumps me up in a certain way cuz it's just it I find the music amazing. I think Nobu Uematsu is a genius and you know, the, eventually over the years they expanded to other composers, and I love those composers. I love the music, and it's always great to see it live. Just two minor quibbles. The concession stands, I mean, I guess there's always long lines, but it's kind of dumb. I feel like, you know, there's going to be a lot of people. You know, we're going to want a snackage and drinkage, so... I went to the bottom floor, the first floor, completely closed down. There's no, it's not staffed, so it's closed. I'm like, why? Um, so there, it's like empty. It's dark on the first floor at the concession stand. Then you, I went to the top floor, and there's only two people manning the stations over at the concession stand. And I, I don't get it. It's very annoying, and the lines are always long. And the second quibble is people were walking up and down the aisles like it was a high school lunchtime. Like they were looking for their friends like, hey, hey, bro, oh, I see you. Hey, let's wave them over. And then when you get to your row, everyone else in the rest of the row has to get up during. I'm talking during the show. The show started at 8, 830, 9, 9.30. People are getting back to their seat like it's so dumb it's so rude really annoying but i shouldn't focus on that um other than that it, i i love these i love these concerts i think it's my fourth fifth sixth i'm not sure i lost count the first time i went it was life-changing i went with a former girlfriend of mine she is not a final fantasy fan but she is a music fan and she studied music with me, and um, for some reason, well, I guess I was trying to impress her, but I got us both VIP tickets, so she herself and me got a picture and autographs from Nobuo Omatsu and Arnie Roth and Susan Calloway. She doesn't play the games, doesn't listen to the music, but I don't know. I was trying to impress her, I guess. That that one was life-changing for me because I was like, okay, I can't do nothing with my life. I have to do something with my life. That was maybe 2006, 2007. I'm not sure. 
to this day, it's 2022, st still haven't done anything with my life. So, I mean, it, it pumps you up to a certain extent, but I still haven't, you know, I've, I'm still a deadbeat. Have you heard of Deadpool? I'm deadbeat. Um, Yoko Shimomura, who composed, she composed the music for like Street Fighter 2 back in the day and a bunch of scores. She composed Kingdom Hearts, of course, and she composed Final Fantasy XV. She was in attendance, and she sat just a few seats in front of me and my wife, which was cool and interesting, and I didn't say hi because I'm a, I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. Um, uh, the biggest surprise... Well, I, I go over all this in the, in the video. Oh, you're probably not going to watch the video. Oh, no one's probably listening to this either, but I'll just keep going. So the biggest surprise for me was, you know, the first half of the concert was dedicated to Final Fantasy 1 through 6, the early games, which I'm not nearly as familiar with as 7 and beyond. And then the first half ended with a, a battle medley between 1 and 6, and it was awesome. Then they broke for intermission. Then my wife says, hey, can you get snacks? And I'm like, ugh. Because I didn't want to miss 7. I, I figured 7 was coming up next. And I knew there was going to be long lines at the concession stand. So I go to the concession stand to get some drinks and snackage. Come back. And then the lights dim. And then Arnie Roth summons the choir. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is it going to be One Winged Angel? But instead it was Liberi Fatali from Final Fantasy VIII. Which is one of my favorite tracks. So, so that was amazing. Um, they played Apocalyptus Noctis from 15, they played You Are Not Alone from 9, they played Sutake Dane, Isn't It Wonderful, featuring Riki, she was a guest soloist, which was awesome. If you, if you can, I highly recommend it because it's, it's, it's really, it's a really great experience, it's amazing. I got some merch, I got some vinyls, I don't have a, a record player, I got a Moogle plush, I got the orchestral booklet, I got two shirts for my wife and I, it's a great time. I I, I want to go to all of them all the time, every time, but you know, that's not feasible, especially when they're performing in London or whatever, but I highly recommend it, it's it's amazing. I think Novo, I think a lot of those composers are, are geniuses. And I don't mean to rule any, I don't mean to leave anyone out, but my hero, like as a, a teenager, was Novo Umatsu and is still to this day is my hero. Um, that's all I got on that. I saw on the headlines that Google Stadia is shutting down to the surprise of no one. I, I don't, I mean, I don't talk to anyone, so I, I have no way of gauging if people ever used it. I'm sure some people did, but um, I never touched the thing. Um, I remember seeing a video of Metal Jesus Rocks, and he said, like, I don't know how practical, how feasible this is, especially considering you want to stream everything, and you, you're going to really have to have a really strong internet connection to even have this work at all and that's the only knowledge exposure experience i have of stadia i i never touched it so i don't, I don't know i i don't i imagine most people are being sarcastically like oh no stadia like like what i just said like to the surprise of no one um but i don't know because i try to stay off social media um uh, it's kind of a bummer because you know they tried something new I guess the big thing was it's a console without the console, so you could play a bunch of games through streaming, I guess. I guess I don't know too much about Stadia, but um, they're shutting down because it just didn't work. Um, I guess you need a, a console that you have to pay a lot of money for the console to play high-powered games and for high-powered games to work, you can't stream it all the time. I, I, I don't know. 
maybe I'm just talking out my ass. But, you know, it's never good news to hear something in the gaming world is shutting down. I, I don't know if anyone's happy about it, but it's still kind of a bummer, even though I don't know anything about it. I think I can hear my parents eating, like the silverware. I wonder if that's picking up on the... I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Deadpool 3, I... I I want to apologize first because I lately in the past few days I've been blo- I've been blowing my nose and then 2 seconds later I feel like gunk has built up again. So I apologize for that. Um Deadpool 3, I th- I think the videos by Ryan Reynolds that I've been seeing lately, I think they're funny. I I'm sure there are people out there who who think they're not funny and have hatred, but really if they look deep inside themselves, or not even that deep, I'm sure they would find that it's jealousy that they're, they don't know how this good-looking, popular, funny man is getting all these views and hype, who's married to one of the hottest women on earth. Um, I think they're funny. I think he's funny. Um, I saw the teaser video where he's like, I, I have nothing, and then... He, Jesus Christ, with this silverware. Um, Hugh Jackman walks by in the background. And then I saw the second one when they're talking on the couch. I haven't looked at the lip. There's I keep seeing thumbnails for like a lip reader talks about what they talked about. And I'm assuming the lip, anything they said in the video is just a gag like. So I haven't clicked on those. I I don't know. I I don't know. And th- doesn't anyone want any sort of surprise at all anymore? Like, and I guess I'm guilty of this too because I I make videos for YouTube. But I I saw a video where there was a I saw a comment where there was like a video for a a trailer for something, and it was like thirty second trailer. And then the one of the top comments was, I can't wait for the 20-minute analysis of this 30-second trailer. And it's funny and it's true. Like, doesn't... But it gets clicks. So, like, what do you... You know, what do you... What do you want? Deadpool 3, um... Am I excited for Hugh coming back? Yeah, I guess. I liked... I liked Logan a lot. And... I thought it was a pretty good send-off for that character. So, like, I'm scratching my back with a drumstick. I don't know if that's coming up on the mic. Um, I So, I, I don't know. It's cool that Deadpool and Wolverine are getting into the MCU, I guess. I'm getting kind of overwhelmed. There's so... There's so... There's so much Disney... Like, there, there's got to be a line where there's too much output. You know what I mean? And I guess their goal is to have something for everyone. But She-Hulk came out, and, you know, we we watch most of the Marvel stuff. Um, and then She-Hulk came out. We haven't seen it yet. We haven't even talked about it, my wife and I. Um... And or I guess released a few episodes. Haven't seen that, so we're like getting backed up um, just from Disney alone, and then not to mention all the other streaming services. So I don't know when. When is it? When is it ever enough? When? Where is the line? I don't know. Uh, am I super excited for Deadpool three? Not super excited, but is it's cool? I guess. And I, I loved Hugh Jackman as a Wolverine. So is it cool to have him back? Yes, but again, he had such a cool send-off in Logan, so I don't know. I saw, by the way, I, I googled gaming news, and it's almost pointless at this point. Because... No matter who you are, if you Google gaming news, it's going to, it's such a wide net 
that you're inevitably going to run into a bunch of headlines that you don't care about at all. So you, it's almost like you have to Google specific games, like you have to Google Hollow Knight news or um, Final Fantasy news, because gaming news, like it, it talks about Overwatch, don't care. Um, I can't think of other games. Left for Dead, don't care, whatever. Um, I I don't know. I saw a headline that surprised me a little bit because I didn't know this person died. But uh, the headline was Coolio recorded dialogue for Futurama revival before his passing. And I was like, Coolio died? Which is very sad. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not going to claim that I followed the career of Coolio. But I know, of course, Gangster's Paradise. That's probably all I know. I gotta be honest. Coolio had six children. Um, he was Coolio was running the running mate for pornographic actress Sherry Deville's Democratic presidential run in 2020. Got got to Google her. I mean, for the podcast, I don't. I don't want to Google her, but, you know, it's for the podcast. While at a friend's Los Angeles house on September 28th, 2022, Coolio was discovered unresponsive on a bathroom floor. He was pronounced dead by first responders. He was 59 years old at the time of his death. Police have opened an investigation into his death, though foul play is not suspected. I inflected that wrong. Though foul play is not suspected, and Coolio's manager stated he appeared to have had suffered a s- cardiac cardiac arrest. So R.I.P. Coolio. That sucks. Um, I think that's all I have. Oh wait. Um, let's quickly go through this list. Best Apple original movies ranked. I'm sure I haven't heard of most of these. 9. Fireball Visitors from Darker Worlds. It's a documentary directed by Werner Herzog and Clive Oppenheimer. This documentary explores meteorites and shooting stars. That actually sounds cool. I like documentaries, though. The Elephant Queen. That's another documentary. Dads. Why are these all documentaries? I thought it said original movies. Do do they only have documentaries? Dads. Documentary. Beastie Boys Story. Documentary. The Velvet Underground. Documentary. You know, the headline of this was not documentary. Coda, number four. I liked it a lot. Three. Boys State. Documentary. Two, Billy Eyelash, The World's a Little Blurry documentary. One, Wolf Walkers. Um, I remember that was nominated for Best Animated Picture. Um, it did not win. Um, next, Best TV Series Coming to Major Streaming Services in October 2022. Uh, just give me the list. Come on. Oh my. God. Okay, so this is what the, this is what this douche did. He separated it into watch these. So this is a link for other links. Watch these television series on Disney Plus. Watch these television series on Prime Video. Apple TV, AMC Plus, Paramount Plus, Hulu, Habo Max, Netflix. I'm not going to click on these links, bitch. Um, what a waste of time. What a waste of life. That's all I got. Gaming Beat 
Am I still recording? Let me check. Audacity. Got it. 20 minute mark. Gaming beat. Um, I finally beat the third round of the Fools, Colosseum of Fools in Hollow Knight. You know, when when you, when I first started trying to beat it, I would get further and further and I would go like, no, no. And then over time, you get so used to failing that you expect it. And then every time I died, I'm just like, eh, died, try again. And I almost don't react at all. And then the same thing happened when I beat it. I was just like, I wasn't like screaming or jumping up and down. I was just like, oh, right, yes, beat it. And I honestly, I've, I've been stuck on that for so long. I don't even know where to go next. Like, I almost don't want to advance the game anymore. I've, it almost feels like, you know that character in that um, Ice Age movie where he was, like, chasing this big animal and at the end of the movie he finally caught it and he didn't know what to do with his life and it was so bad that he decided to, like, let it go so he could chase it again? That's kind of how I feel about Hollow Knight. Like, I've been trying to beat the third round of Coliseum of Fools for so long that I kind of lost my purpose, and I realized that that was my purpose in life, and when I finally beat it, I don't know what to do with my life. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I don't know what I should play next. All right. I'm at the 21-minute mark. I don't know what else to talk about. I don't have any movies, so I'm just going to start talking about Doom. Sorry for the chair. Doom is a 2005 science fiction film by Andrzej Bartłaczyk. Um, Let's look at his filmography. He is a Polish cinematographer and film director. Um, (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) On his Wikipedia page, it says, Later he teamed up with Ashok Amritraj's Hyde Park Entertainment at Capcom to direct Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li, a disastrous movie, according to fans and critics. Why, why, why put that on the on the Wikipedia page? Like that's that's kind of sad. Um, so he's a cinematographer on a bunch of movies as director. Romeo Must Die, which I remember kind of liking. Uh, which is surprising. I had no idea he directed Romeo Must Die. Exit Wounds, Cradle to the Grave, Doom, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li, Maximum Impact, and Dead Reckoning, which uh, I'm assuming has no ties to Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. It was released on Video On Demand in November 2020, it stars the only one I recognize. Actually, KJ Appa, no idea. India Isley, no idea. Scott Adkins, who I thought was the voice of Baymax. <laughs> um, let's see his name. Um. Scott Adzit. That's a weird name. Scott Adkins is a guy I have no idea who it is. James Remar from Dexter. And a bunch of people I don't know. Anyway, so that's Andres Barchtawakera Wikipedia um, page. 
This movie is based loosely based on the video game series of the same name by ID Software. The film stars Carl Urban, Rosamund Pike, Razak Adati, and Dwayne Johnson credited as The Rock. In the film, Marines are sent on a rescue mission to a facility on Mars where they encounter demonic, demonic-like creatures. Okay. Um, Doom was theatrically released in the United States on October 21, 2005 to negative reviews. The film was a box office bomb grossing 58.7 million worldwide against a production budget between 60 and 70 million. In 2019, Universal released a second live-action film direct-to-video entitled Doom Annihilation. Let's check that out. 2019 science fiction film written and directed by Tony Giglio. Um, I don't recognize any of these names. Not looking promising. So Doom. I did not like this film. You know, the movie opens up with a narration from some woman's voice who I don't know who it is. Possibly Rosamund Pikes, I'm not sure. And then it shows up on a, a slow close-up of The Rock's back where he has the word Semper Fi tattooed on his shoulder blades. Um, let's look at the cast of this thing. Deobia Opere as Destroyer, Ben Daniels as Goat, Richard Brake as Portman, Dexter Fletcher as Pinky, Al Weaver as Kid, uh, Brian Steele as Curtis Stahl slash Hell Knight? I don't know what that means. Well, there's no character named Hell Knight in this movie. I guess that's a Doom character's name. I, I don't remember anyone uttering the, the words Hell Knight. Doug Jones as Carmack Imp slash Sewer Imp. Yao Chin as Katsuhiko Kumanovsky Mac Takahashi. Robert Russell as Dr. Todd Carmack. Um, so for the most part, I did not like this film. Um, I was, again, maybe because I was tired. Like the first half of this movie, I, I was tired. And then I actually stopped the movie, took a nap. And then resumed the movie. It just, I don't know. I, I just couldn't get into it. There was, I will name, obviously, I'm sure most people would agree who have seen this movie. There are two sequences in the movie that are pretty cool. And I'll get to those in a second, in a minute. But, you know, the setup, the setup of this movie reminded me a lot of the first Resident Evil movie. Because at the beginning of this movie... A bunch of the guy. First of all, there's no women on the team, which I I do find kind of odd. Um, you know, at least Resident Evil had um, Michelle Rodriguez and Mila Jovovich, and then eventually Jill Valentine in the sequel. And in this one, they're all guys, which is kind of weird. They didn't really explain that, and. Portman says, because they're all re they're all getting ready to go on vacation, on leave. And at one point, Portman is like, I'm going to get myself a motel room and find me some three la three she-boys and then blah, 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 blah. Uh, he's like, gross. That's his, um, that's the point of his character. So I'm like, she-boys, maybe they live in a world 
where there's no women anymore or something. I don't I don't know. They don't explain it. And then they warp. They go through this warp, and then there's a bunch of women. Rosamund Pike is like a, a doctor working at the facility, and there's this whole staff of women. So I don't know. I, I didn't really understand that part. And so The Rock gets some news from whoever saying that there's an emergency mission and they have to go to this place to... I don't even know. I'm not going to try to do synopsis or plot points, but so leave is canceled and this team has to go to that place. And it reminded me a lot of Resident Evil because this team of soldiers have to go to the hive and they have to contain what happened at the hive because if the news breaks out what happened at the hive, which is like an infection and the infection could spread and the news could spread and then people will lose faith in the umbrella corporation blah 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 so in this movie the team has to go to mars i guess and they have to contain whatever's happening and then when that guy said welcome to the ark it just reminded me of resident evil when they i i'm sure someone said welcome to the hive so let me quickly look at um i'm assuming doom came first um but i'm not sure i'm not too familiar with either of these um games uh resident evil resident evil came out in 1996 and then doom um came out in 1993 but this this wikipedia page says this movie was loosely based on the video game so i don't know if the movie has anything to do with the um the game story what the fuck am i talking about i googled resident oh god that's why so the first resident evil movie came out in 2002 but doom the movie came out in 2005 so doom the video game came first but resident evil movie came out first so i don't really know if anyone copied who I'm sure both movies in and of themselves are derivative of other movies. But this movie seems, it felt very similar to Resident Evil to me. And most of the movie, let's say it's a two hour running time. I'd say an hour and a half of it is just guys running around in the dark shooting. And... I just found it kind of boring, not really interesting. I I like The Rock now as an actor. Well, mo- mostly I cite San Andreas as peak The Rock acting, in my opinion. Because he's playing like a father. He, he can do the action, but he can also do the drama. I, I really liked him in that movie. And this is early... Dwayne Johnson and his acting is 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 I thought it was pretty awkward, pretty bad in this movie 2005. I did not like him in this movie and spoiler alert spoiler alert for 2005's Doom. Dwayne the Rock Johnson becomes a a villain by the end of this movie and it for me it just didn't work. His acting didn't cut the cake. Didn't cut the knife. Didn't cut the cheese, if you will. I really liked Carl Urban in this movie. I liked Rosamund Pike. Um, let me quickly look up their nationalities. Carl Urban is a New Zealand actor. Rosamund Pike is a British actress and narrator. I don't know why you got to put narrator in there. I believe they're both playing Americans because they they seem to have American accents in this movie, but um, you can see their accents kind of peeking through, in my opinion, mostly Rosamund Pike's. 
um, not a deal breaker. I thought they were good actors in this movie. Um, again, especially compared to The Rock. Razak Adati. I'm not sure why he gets billing above the rest. Because the rest should have been kind of equal. He's British, which is surprising. Um, he was fine in it. He's kind of perving on Rosamund Pike's character. And I might as well get to the two sequences that were cool, like redeeming. Not enough to redeem the whole movie as a whole. The whole movie as a whole. But, um, so the first sequence was the destroyer sequence. So the, I guess the destroyer, he's a character in the movie. He falls into a, a, I think it's the holding cell because the, the, the cage or whatever, the fence is electro electrically charged. So he falls down there and the creature who I guess is hell knight. I don't know. They never said that. Comes after him. And Destroyer puts up a hell of a fight, if you will. And it was pretty awesome. And the action sequence is pretty fun and pretty cool. Um, It's not lengthy. It's kind of short, but it's fun. And he's like really beating his ass, kind of beating the creature's ass. And... He like pushes this computer table against the fence so it creates a spark so he can see so he can see because there's no light, it's very dark. And then he sees the creature and then I think he grabs the computer monitor. He starts swinging it around like I don't even know like a I don't know even the term, like a cannonball or something, ball and chain. And he tries to, he can't see still because it's dark. And um, at one point he he pulls a knife and then he does like a flip a de do. And then he pins the creature against the electric wall with like a huge pipe. So he's stuck there getting electrocuted and then Destroyer tries to climb out using a chain. But then the the creature gets free and then pulls him back down. But it's it's it was the first cool sequence in the movie, in my opinion. And then the second one is obviously, in my opinion, obviously. Towards the end of the movie, spoiler alert. Um, there are these doors that they kind of warp in and out. So when you when they warp out, there's just nothing in between. It's called a nano wall. And it's just air. But when you activate it, it becomes solid. So a Carl Urban's character, Reaper, shoots a bullet at the door, but it becomes solid, and then it ricochets and hurts him. And then he starts bleeding profusely. And then Rosamund Pike's like, I need to inject you with this. And Carl Urban's like, no, no way. Because there's this whole thing where the, I don't know even what you would call it, the injection reacts differently to different people. If it if it gets a hold of a bad person, they become monsters. If it gets a hold of a good person, they become superhuman. They can heal really fast, blah, blah, blah. And Carl Urban thinks that He's going to become a monster. And Rosamund Pike's like, no, I know you. I know my brother. You're a good person. And Carl Urban's like, you don't know me. There's also tension with them, which they they talk about it throughout. They hint out it throughout. I guess when they were kids, they were on a dig with their parents and their parents died. And Rosamund Pike decides to become same thing as her parents, like a scientist, a doctor, and Carl Urban 
was very smart, but he decided not to become a doctor. He decided to become a soldier instead. So I guess there's friction there. And, um, but he's bleeding to death. So Rosamund Pike's like, I need to give you this to save your life. So he gives it to her. She gives it to him. And then he wakes up and looks in the mirror and he's healing up. So he became superhuman. Then all of a sudden it turns into first person. And that sequence was pretty cool. I remember I was watching and I was like, whoa, this is kind of cool. Um, so that part was cool. And I would say the second half is much more interesting than the first half. Although I did take a nap prior to watching the second half half. So that should tell you something. Not in an entirely bad movie, not a horrible movie, but for the first half, I, I really was not into it. And those two sequences are pretty cool. I got the DVD, or no, the Blu-ray for this. Um, let me see how much I paid. If I can see what... Oh course is gonna take long should i pause the podcast to look for this or shouldn't i here it is so i paid six dollars and 24 cents for the blu-ray do i regret it no but i probably won't watch it again certainly not anytime soon um, I paid $5.51 for Wing Commander, but that came with only the disc. But Doom came in used, but it was um, it came with the case and everything. And there were some extra. There's a, a handful of extras on the Blu-ray that I didn't. I wasn't too interested in clicking on all of them, but. I clicked on one where they showed a training segment and there's it seems to I mean this might apply to a lot of movies maybe most if not all movies but there was a lot of effort put into this movie where the a bunch of the guys all of the guys were trained by an actual ex special forces advisor Th- this military advisor was like I was set to retire from the military uh, in March, and this ca- this job came up in September. I said, sure, I'll do it for three weeks, and here I am three months later still working on it. It, it was a lot different than I imagined. I, I don't even know what accent that was. Um, but so all these guys trained with, like, a special forces guy. He, they trained with guns. They trained running and all this stuff and uh, it made me kind of feel bad about not liking it but what am I going to do I'm not going to lie just because all this effort was put into it then I briefly clicked on the segment talking about the first person shooter segment there was a whole unit dedicated to this segment it I think they shot it for over 14 days, that, and then I clicked off. So, overall, again, I already said this, but not an entirely bad movie. Some cool segments. Um, Nine Inch Nails creeping in there with a song. Let's look at... I just bumped the mic. God damn it. I just bumped the mic. Let's look at the critical response. Doom received negative reviews from critics. Rotten Tomatoes, 18%. Consensus states, the FPS sections are sure to please fans of the video game. FPS stands for first-person shooter. Okay. But lacking in plot and and originality to please other moviegoers. Um, Metacritic 34 out of 100, generally unfavorable reviews. Cinema score gave a grade of B minus, a little surprising. 
Roger Ebert said, Doom is like some kid came over and is using your computer and won't let you play. I don't know what that means, Roger Ebert. Doom is like some kid came over and is using your computer and won't let you play. Um. Please rise from the grave and explain yourself. I don't understand. Rob Gonsalves gave it two stars, citing incoherent action sequences, flat and humorless characters, and poor acting. Only Richard Brake, as the sleazy and duplicitous grunt Portman, gives a performance of any interest, and even that's on the level of caricature. I agree that Richard Brake was good in his role. He was the pervert. Kim Newman of Empire Magazine called it not quite as dreadful as Resident Evil Apocalypse, but that's hardly a major achievement. Hold on. One second. Resident Evil Apocalypse... That's the one I kind of liked, I think. Um... Yeah, I kind of like that one. Justin Chang gave the film a mixed review. He was critical of Johnson's performance, but positive about the tongue-in-cheek sensibility and the faithful display of weapons from the game. In summary, it's really not all that bad, ultra-derivative, big-screen transplant of one of the most successful and controversial games ever made. Plays like a mutant cross between a biotech thriller and a zombie movie with all the alien autopsies, blood-gushing protuberances, and meaningless scientific jargon that come with the territory. Richard James Havis wrote, Plot, character development, and dialogue are so sparse that the screenwriters are fortunate they're not paid by the word. But this basic approach doesn't render it ineffectual. There's so little to go wrong that those who like their entertainment mindless and violent will find little fault. Chris Carl gave it 3 out of 5 and called it easily the best video game to film adaptation yet, Although saying although it is not big on plot or characterization, it succeeds in the things it sets out to do. Um, John Carmack, co-founder of ID Software and co-creator of Doom, spoke favorably of the film. Let's see what he's been doing up to he's only 52 so he made doom let's let's calculate that give me the calculator computer jeez 1993 i think doom came out 1970 so he was 23 when he made doom good for you carmack good for you um, so he made a bunch of games. His last game, according to this, is 2012 Doom 3 BFG Edition. Technical director, engine programmer, developer. Um, I don't know, I can't... Wikipedia... Give me the summary so I can talk about it on the podcast. Um, John Carmack spoke favorably of the film, stating, I liked it. Nobody expects a video game movie to be Oscar material, but I thought it was a solid action movie with lots of fun nods to the gaming community. In 2009, Johnson described the film as an example of trying and failing to do a good video game adaptation and that it was a cautionary tale of what not to do. In 2021, Rosamund Pike expressed embarrassment for not familiarizing herself with the source material, commenting, I feel partly to blame in that respect because I think I failed just through ignorance and innocence to be understood, understand. To fully get a picture of what Doom meant to fans at that point, I wasn't a gamer, I didn't understand. If I knew what I knew now, I would have dived right into all of that and got fully immersed in it like I do now, and I just didn't understand. I feel embarrassed, really. Um, 2009 Time listed it on its list of top 10 worst video game movies. I wonder if that's still up. 
Let's Shrek it out. Just give me the list. So I, I'm not going to find the ranking, but here it is. House of the Dead, terrible. Wing Commander, not bad. In the Name of the King, haven't seen it. Hitman, haven't seen it. Doom, not bad, not great. Blood Rain, I liked. Everyone hated it. Resident Evil Apocalypse, I liked. Everyone hated it. Double Dragon, I thought was pretty fun. Street Fighter, I thought was pretty fun. Super Mario Brothers, not great. Uh, Johnson received a Golden Raspberry Award nomination for his performance. Agreed. Uh, Doom Annihilation. Uh, I'm not too excited to watch that, but I'll probably do it for this podcast. All right, let's look at the list of theatrical releases, English language live action. Super Mario Brothers, Double Dragon, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, Annihilation, Wing Commander, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, Evil, Resident Evil, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, Cradle of Life. I don't remember if I did Cradle of Life for this podcast. House of the Dead, Resident Evil, Apocalypse, Alone in the Dark, Doom, Blood Rain, Silent Hill. Next up is Dead or Alive, D-O-A. Let's... Let's see if that's streaming anywhere. Dead or Alive. 2007. It's on Voodoo with ads, Tubi with ads. It's on a bunch of people with ads, so that's that should be easy to get. I'm at the 51 minute mark, so I'm surprised I padded it enough to get to the 51 minute mark that's all i have for this episode thank you for listening i hope this podcast finds you well i hope you're taking care of yourself mentally and physically mostly mentally emotionally grammatically um i hope your pets are well and thriving i went to the the bathroom because the upstairs bathroom here the liner tore apart i guess it's been here since the dawn of time so it just tore apart so i got a new one the cheapest i could find uh, three dollars i think i'm sure it'll tear apart tomorrow but i installed it which took like you know a minute and then a few minutes later, I passed by the bathroom, and I could hear my cat meowing from inside, and I'm assuming it sneaked in there when I was in there, because my parents are downstairs. These cats do the darndest things, you know what I mean? It's crazy. It's just crazy. Right now, I have two cats, Lily and Lala, and two dogs, Kai and Kali. Um, I don't know why I'm talking about my pets. I'm just trying to pad this episode more, I guess. If you like Final Fantasy VII, please check out youtube.com slash odddrummergaming. If you like drums and video games, please check out youtube.com slash drumj8. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're well. Take care of yourselves and each other. Say hi to your pets for me.